Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. I tell you, I'm just a little hoarse today, so you got to bear with me just a little bit. Had a huge LTC class this weekend, actually two of them, had about 40 people on Saturday, about 40 people today. And I had to yell and scream all day long because my neighbors were actually having a jury class going on, jewelry where they were making jewelry and banging and banging and banging. And, oh, my goodness. So I literally had to yell and scream the entire day. So my voice is almost gone. Then later on this evening, I got to go to a church, St. James, as a matter of fact, to do a gun panel. So I'll be gone strong all the way until 9 p.m. Hopefully I can. My voice hangs in there. All right. So today on the show, we will have Tony Simon. Uh, Tony, Tony is actually the with the second is for everyone diversity shoot. And we're going to talk with Tony about that and find out what that organization is all about. But before we go to Tony, I want to bring Derek Wills into the conversation. Derek from Lone Star Gun Rights. Derek is going to talk to us about what's happening with the bump stocks. And just so you know, we're actually giving away a free slide fire bump stock today. That's right. Because uh, some states are starting to ban them. I don't know what's going on with that. It's just a piece of plastic. So what we're going to do is we're giving one away. That's right. Call in. You just mentioned Cox, not Glocks, and you'll get yourself a free slide fire bump stock. Let me tell you. Yeah, just go call in. Our telephone number is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk. So once again, that's 512-643-5483. Just mention Cox, not Glocks. Get your name in the hat to win the slide fire bump stock. All right, so let's bring in Derek Wills. Derek, from Lone Star Gun Rights, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Thank you, Michael. It's good to be here again. Um, although I don't buy the LTC story, I think you just need to stop partying so hard. <laughs> you know what, Derek, you're probably, you're really right. You know, I stayed up a little too late last night. That's probably really what did it. Uh, but that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, so you, you mentioned states banning it. New Jersey just banned uh, bump stocks. Chris Krispy Kreme up in New Jersey signed a bill his last day in office that makes it a uh, three- to five-year prison sentence and a $15,000 fine to merely possess a bump fire stock. Wow. Um, so, and and now that, the ATF is, so now they have, what, they have like so many days to turn them in or something like that? 
they have 90 days to turn it in, and if you don't, you are now subject to prosecution. A felony, correct? I believe it is a felony. Or a state jail felony or something like that? Wow. Yeah, it's three to five years. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's just crazy. Uh, I, I don't know what we're going to do with that. That's just insane. Okay, so that's uh, New Jersey, and then also there are other states as well. Yeah, there are other states, and also you have the ATF looking at a proposed rule. Uh, and, you know, nobody's really talking about this too much. I found out about it just a couple of days ago. Yeah. And um, the deadline is approaching very quickly. They're supposed to have this up for 30 days, and they have had it up for about that. Yeah, because I haven't heard anyone um, talk about this ATF ruling. Because how, explain to people what does that mean when the ATF says they're going to change something and they're looking for input from the community, what exactly does that mean? So what they're doing is they're, they're looking at bump stocks and seeing if they fit the definition of a machine gun per the National Firearms Act as well as the Gun Control Act. Now, what this means is if they do find that it fits that definition, and let's be honest, they can make it fit that definition if they want to, and what that means is it now falls under FOPA of 86, which means it's illegal to own. Oh, wow. Well, if you think about it, FOPA banned the private possession of a fully automatic fire uh, weapon if it was manufactured prior to, or I'm sorry, after May 19th, 1986. Okay. Since all bump stocks were manufactured after that date, right? guess what? You cannot possess one. Wow. So there's a lot of things that, that go into play here, but they don't mention the FOPA port. They just mentioned the NFA. Mm. Now, they're at taking public comment right now up until January 25th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, wow. That's approaching really fast. Really quick. And they've had this up for 30 days now. Oh, wow. So we're talking Thursday, what, midnight? Yes. Thursday. Well, actually 11 because we're 11 in Texas. Okay, so 11 p.m. Texas time on Thursday. We have until then to actually send in written response, correct? Yes, and that's on the Federal Register's website. I have posted a link on Lone Star Gun Rights. Um, I've also linked it on our podcast as well, and um, I'm sharing it as much as I can. I'll send you that link so you can post it up on the Come and Talk It webpage. And there's a little green button in the top right that says, Submit a formal comment. I will say this. The ATF will be reading these. Make sure that if you are posting a comment that you do so in a civilized manner, do not curse. Mm. Don't act like a fool. No tomfoolery. Be ambassadors of the gun community. Right. Right now, there are over 7,800 comments. And the more we get, the better it looks for us. Oh, wow. That's just, you know, this is, this is just crazy. You know, I can't believe we're actually at this point. We're actually talking about banning a, ple- a piece of plastic. Yeah, well, it has a, it, it moves slightly. So it's not just a piece of plastic. So what are we talking? A piece of plastic that moves a little bit. (laughs) So we're talking about banning a type of way of shooting, you know, because you can do the same thing with a belt loop. You can also do the same thing by just putting your finger, uh, lowering the gun around your waist area and just moving your finger really fast. And to be honest, it includes all of that. It includes binary triggers, anything that makes the weapon function similarly to a select fire weapon. So it's not just bump stocks here. It is anything and everything that increases the air, makes it appear like it has a cyclic rate. So that includes tying a string to your belt loop. 
Wow. Wow. You mean to tell me that I can get charged with a felony by taking my AR and, and using my belt loop? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's, well, at least that's the way I'm reading it. I, I could be wrong. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. Right. But the way I read it is that anybody that does anything to increase the cyclic rate of a fire of a semi-automatic firearm to make it function similarly to quote unquote a fully automatic firearm means that they have possessed a machine gun quote unquote it's very similar to the shouldering of the uh uh pistol wrist uh, wrist stocks the sig, the sig um you know what i'm talking about i'm sig brace brain fart here like the sig brace yeah, the SIG brace. Okay. Yeah, there was a rule that just recently got repealed where they said that if you shoulder that, it's now an SBR. Oh, so the stabilizing the, brace, right. The same, yeah, the same thing now with just with increasing a or making a cyclic rate simulator type thing. So we go one direction, then we change our mind and go, you know, 306 degrees the other direction with it. So we'll see what happens. Man, I I tell you, that's really a bad precedence. I hope that does not happen. I hope people actually speak up and actually uh, we post the link on this, uh, well, on on Facebook under the video. So the link is posted there. Application of definition of machine gun to bump fire stocks. So definitely, you know, submit some constructive criticism so that way we can, you know, try to keep bump stocks, which is something that really a lot of people never even heard of until Las Vegas, you know, once Las Vegas hit, then all of a sudden, you know, everybody and their mother, you know, is become educated on bump stocks. But before that, no one knew what they were. And it was it was never an issue. And the original intent of the slide fire bump stock is for veterans, uh, wounded veterans. So that way they are able to fire a rifle again, you know, as part of, you know, part of being able to, you know, fire a an AR or an AK or whatever. So that was the purpose, just like the stabilizing brace, same thing, so that veterans who were wounded or injured could actually still fire. And that's the reason why we have a slide fire bump stock. And so education is the key. Not to mention that fully automatic fire is not an effective means of operation. I mean, you were in the Army. Yeah. You know how inaccurate and ineffective it is. Oh, yeah. Ammunition is a precious commodity. Oh, yeah. You're dumping it at an incredibly high rate. Oh. And if memory serves me, I was in the Navy, but I'm pretty sure. We won't hold that against you. We're not going to hold that one. Yeah, again. we're not going to hold that against you. Go ahead. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that the Army Field Manual even says fully automatic fire is not recommended in a firefight. Yeah, absolutely. It, it has a very specific function, and it's typically used for suppressive fire, meaning I need to keep the enemy's head down while my teammates go around his flank. Absolutely. That's pretty much the only time you use it. It is not this Hollywood death machine that people make it out to be. <laughs> and what's funny you know, is, spe- you know what, speaking of Hollywood, you got some of these Jehus out here that, uh, that are all of a sudden now going around the country and talking from Hollywood. They're saying things like, we need to ban guns. Well, you know what? If you're a Hollywood celebrity, you know, you want to ban guns. How about you start in your movie? Show me. I'm from Missouri to show me state. So show me first in your movie and you start banning guns in your movies first. It's a lot like Al Gore flying on his private jet to preach to us about global warming. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that one. Um, going back to the the, uh, the fully automatic fire thing, the, the Army manual actually says you have to have permission to engage in fully automatic fire, I believe. Uh, I would assume that it would be dependent on the ROE. Yeah, dependent on the ROE, and uh, I believe it also says in a caveat, commander's discretion. 
Right. It's not it's not effective. It's it, it's it is, it's really really not. Uh, yeah, it is poop has hit the fan and we have no other options type scenario. Exactly. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that, sir. <laughs> All right, so what are you telling people to do? What do we need to do, uh, Derek Wills from Lone Star Gun Rights? Uh, you can either go to our Facebook page or, Michael, I think you posted it up too. Yes. The link that is there for the Federal Register, click on that link. Up in the upper right-hand corner on that link is a submit a formal uh, comment button. Go there, submit your comment, tell the ATF you do not support additional regulations on bump fire stocks or anything of the like. And be kind, be cordial, be civil, don't curse at them, and submit your comments. Yeah, absolutely. And we're trying to we're trying to get something stopped here, and we really need constructive criticism. Uh, we need you know, educated responses, so that way we can make sure that we're able to keep the slide fire bump stock. Which is sad. We shouldn't have to do this. We should not have to bow to the to the crown. We should not have to take a knee. But unfortunately, we're going to have to do this in this type of situation here. Yeah, it's it's really sad. Our our rights have been under attack since 1934, and it's been continuous. And, you know, I see a lot of people saying, let's not give an inch. It's like, well, we've kind of already given a couple of feet. Let's let's <laughs> let's stop what we can now and fight for to get those feet back. So, you know, this is where this is the most pressing issue now for the gun rights world. That's right. We're After at- we get this defeated. Absolutely. Let's go to, yeah. Now, I have one question. Um, we, we come back from the break. I'll let you ask your question there. But, yeah, we're talking with Derek Wills from Lone Star Gun Rights. We're talking about uh, the possibility of having a bump fire stock actually banned in the U.S. and added to the NFA list. Um, this is a time for no lipping and lapping, slipping and slapping, jigging and jabbing. We need you to come out and actually give us some constructive criticism here and make a note. Send it to the ATF and let them know, hey, we want to keep our bump fire stock. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk. Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Come and Talk. Talk 1370 is everywhere with the new Talk app. Get it now at talk1370.com. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so today we're giving away a slide fire bump stock. And all you have to do is just call in and call 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. And mention that organization, Cox Not Glocks, uh, to win that slide fire bump stock. All right, and also we have on the phone Tony Simon. Tony is the organizer of the second Is For Everyone shoot and we're gonna talk with tony a little later on about what that is uh but we have on the phone right now Derek wills Derek is from lone star gun rights and Derek is talking to us about this ban that's uh going around the country for one with the slide fire bump stocks and then also with what's happening with the atf asking for a public comment about adding the slide fire bump stock and other items along with that on the nfa list 
All right, so Derek, someone had a question for you here inside the studio. Okay, so when they go and they collect your bump fire and you have to turn it in, are you going to get paid for it or you get a tax break, anything, or are they just basically taking your property? Are you talking about in New Jersey? Yes. I didn't see anything that said that they pay you for it, but I don't know. Um, I don't live in New Jersey, so I, I don't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't find anything on that, but I would assume that they're not going to pay you for it. It's like when they banned heroin. I don't think they said turn in your heroin and we'll pay you for it. And let's be real; they're not cheap, and that's basically just taking people's property. That's for some people. That's half their paycheck for a week. That could be food for their kids. That that would make a difference. And they bought this for a purpose. No, it's if they don't pay you for it, then it's definitely theft. But it's it's not because it's illegal to possess that because reasons. And basically what's going to happen is if it is added on the list, that means that you're going to have to pay a $200 tax stamp fee and, you know, get your fingerprints, photo taken and all that stuff. And it will have to be serialized and then registered. Is that correct? Uh, Well, I don't know, because machine gun, quote unquote, falls under FOPA, which requires that it be manufactured or after. I'm sorry, must be manufactured prior to May 19, 1986, for you to be able to register that with the NFA. If it's made after that, you can't possess it. So I, since bump stocks were not manufactured prior to 1986, I don't think anybody's going to be able to legally keep them. Mm. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm understanding that. Yeah, all for a piece of plastic that moves a little bit. Even our shoestrings, too. They already banned uh, 14-inch long shoestrings for machine guns. Your shoestrings, and even if you can, you know, get muscle memory and just use your finger, uh, I know that I had some fun with an M9 where I would just kind of rock it back and forth and keep my non-firing finger in the trigger well, uh, and it would fire similarly, so I guess my finger finger could be registered, too. Well, didn't that also make, like, Jerry Mechelik and other speed shooters um, illegal then, too? Oh, <laughs> Jerry Mechelik uh, is going to be banned from the United States. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is really taking a hit on the entire gun industry. It's not just one part. It affects a lot of other aspects because of shooting oh, fast. I mean, the free market, this is the free market solution to the full auto ban of 86. Oh, exactly. That's what this was. You know, now you have, uh, I think it's uh, Franklin uh, Franklin Armory came out with a an 11.5-inch AR platform that somehow doesn't uh, fit the definition of an SBR. I don't know the details as to why it doesn't, but they've innovated that. You had uh, Silencer Co. come up with the Maxim 50 that doesn't fit the definition of a firearm at all, even though it's an integrally suppressed muzzle loader. You can order it online and get it delivered straight to your door. Don't, no FFL required. You know, this is the gun industry innovating around these infringements that we've been enacting for the past 80-some-odd years. And to, to go after these means you're attacking capitalism, you're attacking innovation, you're attacking the Second Amendment, you're attacking everything that you possibly can out of some misguided fear perpetuated by Hollywood and the media. The uh, the Franklin Armory uh, AR platform that you're talking about actually succumbs to the pistol category of the AR. Oh, does it? Yes, sir, it does. I remember reading the press release that they had released uh, 
uh, I think last week, they hadn't released any additional details. They just said that it didn't require a tax stamp. I haven't looked into what makes it a non-SBR. It, it's uh, it's using the uh, extendable SIG brace for a stock, quote, unquote. You mean the, the stabilizing brace? Yeah, the stabilizing brace. Okay. I read that it had a fully telescoping Magpul uh, there's uh, there's uh, three different versions of it that that I've been able to research and find. Hmm. Interesting. Well, good on them regardless. I yeah, I, I I'm, I'm really enjoying the innovation, it. just as you are as well. Being able to not necessarily circumvent, but interpret the law in a different way. You know, I'm all for circumventing bad laws and laws that violate our rights. Oh, I agree. <laughs> All right, so once again, Derek, tell me what we need people to do. Okay, so you can go to our Facebook page at Lone Star Gun Rights. Uh, I know that Michael has posted on Come and Sockets Facebook page. There is a link there to the Federal Register for public comment. Go there, click the link. In the upper right-hand corner is a Submit a Formal Comment button. Click that, submit a comment to the ATF telling them not to further infringe upon our rights. Again, be civil, be kind, be courteous. Don't curse. You know, they're going to read this, and they're going to apparently take it into consideration. So be good ambassadors for the gun community. Uh, And, you know, once you submit that, you have until 11.59, I'm sorry, 10.59 p.m. on January 25th to submit your comments. So we need these comments in as soon as humanly possible. After they close off comment, it's in the ATF's hands. Mm. Okay. And and any... Any thoughts about how we think this is going to turn out? If I made a guess, I would probably be lying either way. I really don't know. Okay. You're talking about an executive agency that has is led by an unelected, unaccountable bureaucrat. Hmm. So it could go either way. All right. All right. I tell you what, man, Derek, I, I really appreciate you come, uh, calling in and telling us about what's going on because we totally missed this. And I think a lot of people have. So it's good that we actually get this information out there so people can actually call in. I'm actually write in and get their comment posted and, and annotated so that way we can, you know, try to keep our slide fire bump stocks. And also the Absolutely. other devices that are out there. There are a lot of other devices. This is not just about the bump stock. This is about some other things. This is about honestly, this is about, you know, banning a type of way of shooting. And so, you know, you're absolutely right. We we gotta stand up, we gotta speak about this and actually get this stopped. Absolutely. I appreciate the invite, as always. And uh, anytime you need me, you got my number. Absolutely. All right. Our call in number is 512 643 Live. That's 512 643 5483. Keep those calls coming. Got a bunch of them coming in. Trying to get registered for the slide, by, slide fire bump stock. All right. So let me go to the phone lines to Tony Simon. Tony, uh, line 11 there. Tony, uh, welcome to come and talk it, sir. Having me on. Absolutely. All right. So Tony Simon is a is a former Marine Corps veteran. Uh, well, he's a Marine Corps veteran, not former uh, NRA certified firearms instructor and a civil rights advocate that started hosting the second is for everyone diversity shoots. Um, he started this back in February 2015, and he brought people regardless of their race, their gender, their religion, sexual orientation or political affiliation or background to meet people in the Second Amendment community. Now, they introduce attendees to Second Amendment rights, groups, and firearms owners. Their purpose is to educate, make friends, and have fun. 
So let me bring into the conversation Tony Simon. Tony, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. You know, Tony, I, I see you on Facebook. I see you on the um, the African-American gun page. I see you on uh, different. I've, I think I've seen you on the NRA's radio show. I've seen you with uh, Maj Terrain um, talking. And I said, man, we, yeah, we got to get Tony on the show to talk about this Second Amendment uh, diversity shoot because you guys are doing some great things out there. What made you decide to actually start this organization? Anger. um it just motivated me i um i live in new jersey now i moved up here after i got out of the marine corps in 93 to get a firearms id card you need to actually have two people recommend you well i just moved to this state so i didn't know anyone so it took years for me to meet someone you know a friend of mine actually helped me out and i was able to get my firearms id card in 2012 well, that was a month before Sandy Hook happened. Mm. I got my firearms ID card. I got my little Ruger 1022, and I started shooting again. You know, I'm a big, bad Marine, so I should be able to shoot well. Well, I stunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a perishable skill. So my friend, Sean, who also signed my paperwork, he runs BlackBagResources.com. He got his NRA certification to be an instructor. I signed up for his class. All of a sudden, I'm shooting, you know, quarter and dime-sized groups at 50 yards with my 1022. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I feel awesome. I'm going to learn to do this. So I became an NRA-certified instructor. And, you know, your head when you become an instructor, your head's full of all the classes you're going to just fill up. <laughs> and, um, exactly. <laughs> and, um, then Sandy Hook happened, and New Jersey went nuts and was just putting bill after bill after bill that pretty much was going to ban firearms, ammo, and everything else. And all of a sudden, I saw my dreams of becoming a still see rich NRA instructor go up in smoke. Um, and it really just bothered me because that's just shutting down rights. So I got politically active. Mm. My friend Sean and I sat down and wrote a letter to our representatives about how silly this was, how useless it was, and how we would not vote for anyone that voted for voted yes for any of these bills. Okay. We took a picture of that letter and posted it all over Instagram, Facebook, and everything, and said, listen, this is a letter we wrote. It took us a little while. Use it as a template or just copy it and paste it. We don't care. Write your senators, write your congressmen, let them know you vote, and you're not going to put up with this. Mm. And that's what got me politically active. Wow. I went to testify. There were 200 pro-gun people that day to testify. We got two minutes and 30 seconds to testify mm. each. And I looked up, and, people, and, of course, the opponents to your civil rights were paying no attention. They were playing Tetris, Angry Birds, Words with Friends. <laughs> they were ignoring us. And somebody, um, while I was there, I had my phone, and they posted an, uh, a story from the day before showing that these people had already talked to the newspaper and said they were going to vote along party lines. Right. So, of course, we lost. They passed the um, 10-round magazine limitations from committee to actually go to be voted on. And my entire day off was useless. They'd already determined no matter what I said, they were going to vote a certain way. Right, because they already, when they go in, they already have that pre preconceived notion of what, you know, which way they're going to lean anyway. Well, they already got their marching orders from the powers that be. That's right. what it was. Yeah. So, 
room, then I realized I was the only pro-gun African-American in the room. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute, people of color shoot all the time. I see them at the range. Right. We just need to be politically active. I mean, who has a group that gets African-Americans politically active? And I looked around and I contacted Second Amendment groups in New Jersey, and none of them had a program. So um, I donned the gun for higher range to get my certification as an NRA instructor. And my friend Sean said, why don't you talk to Anthony Calandro? He owns Gun for Hire. See if he'll help out. Right. This was like February 1st, 2015. Anthony said, I'll be glad to host it. Matter of fact, come here next Thursday or whatever. And on February 9th, 2015, we had our very first diversity shoot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it was called the African-American Month or Black History Month diversity shoot or something like that. Nice. And I... I put out that everyone was welcome, regardless of your race. But because of what I named it, I guess people felt excluded. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had four people show up, and these were guys who'd never fired a gun for the most part. Mm. And we sat around and discussed New Jersey laws. I showed them um, how to actually sign up for different Second Amendment groups in the state. And then we introduced them to firearms in a safe manner, and they had a great time. Wow. The next time we did it, which was like uh, another month later, I changed the name to The Second is for Everyone just to make sure everyone knows no matter who you are, regardless of your race, your sex, your gender, political affiliation, we wanted you to be welcome into the Second Amendment community. And we also wanted you to be politically aware. Right. And one way to bust up the anti-gun stereotype that's created by the media is to actually introduce people to gun owners. Mm. And once you see every firearms owner isn't a baby-hating, you-don't-look-like-me, so-I-despise-you redneck, um, that you'll see that person is just like you. He's a parent. She's a parent. They have school. They go to PTA meetings. They just happen to own a firearm and exercise their Second Amendment right. Mm. Okay. And then I wanted to kick gun owners in the butt and make them be politically active by introducing them to Second Amendment groups that are in the state. Because a lot of people don't know who's in their state. They have no idea each state has an NRA um, chapter. They have no idea who their local Second Amendment groups are outside of just NRA. So I introduced those people, and it was really great. You got a lot of people to know each other. You got a lot of people to open up. I was able to get sponsorships from multiple companies, so I was able to give away swag to everyone that showed up. And it's grown from four people at the first event to between 40 and 60 people at each event. We have a gun for higher range, and we've started to spread through more ranges through New Jersey. We just did another one at Garden State Shooting Center at the end of last year, and we're trying to spread throughout the state and into other states. All right, we're talking with Tony Simon. Uh, he's with the Second Amendment for Everyone Diversity Shoots. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more anytime at Talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're talking with Tony Simon. He's a Marine Corps veteran, NRA certified firearms instructor, and civil rights advocate. Uh, he started uh, hosting the second <laughs> Is for Everyone diversity shoots. He did this back in February 2015. And it brought people, regardless of their race, gender, religion, sexual orientation, or political affiliation, or background, to meet people in the Second Amendment community. So he introduced these attendees to Second Amendment groups and, and farms owners. And so we're talking with Tony about this. And, and, and Tony said when he started this, he first called it something else and then had to change the name. You know, so... And I guess it, it, it really took off. So now you have, what, about 40 people now attending uh, your shoots now, right, Tony? Yeah, between 40 and 60 people show up. Uh, nice. We pack a room at Gun for Hire Range. Uh, we have the entire 50-yard um, range to ourselves. And we rotate people in and out with NRA-certified instructors and just regular gun owners. So let's say your guy at work, you're the gun guy at work. And you know how it is at the water cooler. Usually you get approached by a couple of people saying, hey, I'd like to shoot a gun. Well, you're like, I don't want to go to the range and teach someone wrong. Right. So you come to one of my events. You have fun. You win prizes. You eat pizza and you have a good time. You go to the range and you're on your own. Leave your friends to me. I have NRA certified instructors that will instruct them on the basics of shooting a gun in one of the ports. They can shoot a few rounds of from tons of guns we have available and then they can just move to the next port and I have another instructor there and they can shoot totally different things and I'm talking about from broom handled Mausers to Henry lever actions to high point 9mm carbines to Springfield Armory M1As I mean it's just a diverse shooting experience so how do you work out how do you work out the ammunition the guns how does that work (laughs) Uh, a lot of hard work. Um, I go to NRA um, annual meeting. I go to large shows like the Great American Outdoor Show. And I do cold calls to companies all across America trying to get sponsorship and help with these diversity shoots. Nice. And I've been successful. Um, if you can get, you know, call getting one yes out of 50 calls successful. That's what I did. And plus, the attendees really want to help. So they bring their own guns and their own ammo. High Point donated a 9mm carbine. Henry donated three lever actions. Oh, nice. Um, Very nice. It's just a lot of work. Now, get any flack from the High Point at all? Not at all, actually. Um, I'm probably one of the only people that actually broke a High Point uh, carbine. I have um, as well. I was using some cheesy um, steel case. And it got jammed in the chamber and would not come out at all when it expanded. Mm. So it, uh, I contacted High Point. They were like, mail it to us. I sent it to them around Christmas, uh, which people don't know. High Point closes for two weeks during Christmas. Yeah, a lot of your manufacturers, so, they actually do that for the holidays. They actually shut down for two weeks and then start yeah. back up like in January. A lot of people don't know that. So with a two-week shutdown, they still got the gun back to me within three weeks. Oh, wow. That's customer service right there. Whole new barrel, everything. And with the high point carbine, which I got as a range gun, um, I'm talking 10-round quarter size groups at 25 yards all day. Now, what about the ladies? You get uh, a lot of ladies that come out to this diversity shoot? We have increased the number of ladies for the diversity shoot. 
I'd like to tell you I have a formula for getting women in, but I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> and and what you, I guess what you're trying to do really is just, you know, people already have guns at home. You're just trying to, hey, say, you know, come to this diversity shoot, learn what the laws are, and then let's, you know, work on your safety. Well, we have the people at home with the guns. They have relatives that they want to introduce to firearms, but they don't want to be the one to teach them. They have coworkers, same thing. I'm like, bring your coworker, bring your friend, bring that person who's never owned a gun. Matter of fact, bring three of them. Mm. We've reduced the cost from $65 to shoot there for an hour to $10 to shoot there for three hours. Oh, wow. Wow, that's a, that's a huge jump. Wow. This is the Northeast. This is Jersey. Oh, wow. You think you can get three to four hours of entertainment for 10 bucks plus we feed you? No, no. <laughs> You're not going to get that anywhere in the country. Exactly. Uh, I'm pretty much, um, <laughs> it's like $10. You can have fun all night. Yeah, not in the indoor gun range. Not at all. So that's what I want to do. I want it to be a social thing for you and your work friends you and those relatives that have never shot before. If it was $30 a person, you couldn't afford to do that. Mm. So it's, it's really done out of the goodness of a lot of people's hearts, and they want to make this work, so they make it happen. Now, you're going to the SHOT Show. No, not this year's SHOT Show. Um, I'm actually trying to get the heck out of Jersey before I have to turn over everything I own. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy what the governor has, you know, actually act. You know, a Republican governor actually signed that into law. That's actually pretty sad. Chris Christie was barely a Republican governor. He couldn't even win the state when he ran for president. He is a dork. (laughs) And that's that's putting it mildly, right? Yeah, I mean, I know it's radio. But um, he does horrible, stupid things. Right. And um, he only did it for political reasons. He pardoned Shanine Allen for political reasons. It looked good. He was running for president. Shanine Allen has been to multiple diversity shoots and has helped us out a lot. Right. She's an awesome person. <clears throat> Maestro Ray has also helped us out with Black Guns Matter. Uh, he gives me a lot of social network uh, advice. Yeah, we've had Janine and also Maj on the show as well. Yeah, good people, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm glad you're actually working with Maj. I think that's an awesome thing. How'd you guys uh, get together and what are you guys going to work on? It was hilarious. Um, I was coming back from NRA in Louisville, what, two years ago? And Maj hit the scene in Philly with Black Guns Matter at the same time. And people have been trying to push us together ever since then. Oh, wow. Okay. And we finally ran into each other at NRA in Georgia, exchanged information, started calling back and forth, hitting each other up on social media. And then we went to NJ SafeCon, which is a New Jersey um, educational conference about Second Amendment. And we actually hung out there and spoke a lot. <clears throat> and he's just good people that wants to succeed and fight for Second Amendment rights. And so am I. We have kind of the same audience, but a different approach. Oh, wow. Okay. I try to get people from all backgrounds to come together and just talk to each other. I'm not controversial in as much as I'm not going to talk about certain information. I'm not going to talk about divisive things. My entire purpose is to talk about the Second Amendment and how it's every human being's right to be able to defend themselves with an effective and efficient tool, a firearm. Right. So I'm not going to ask you your favorite team. I'm not going (laughs) to talk about your sexuality. I'm not going to talk about politics 
whether you're a Democrat or a snowflake or a Bible, just none of those names mean anything to me. Yeah, just leave all, all that, leave, leave all that stuff to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other people do that. <laughs> My thing is this. If you want to make the Second, Second Amendment community go, grow, if you want the culture to grow, everybody's going to have to reach out and meet each other at least 60%. Mm. Not halfway, 60%. And if you care enough, you can make this happen. Now, have you had any pushback at all? Man, I so want pushback. <laughs> I so want someone controversial to at least come out and it makes the press. But it's not because it doesn't fit their narrative. Right. Because you're talking, you're trying to be inclusive. You're talking about including everyone. You know, it doesn't matter your race, gender, religion, sexual orientation, political affiliation, or background. Nothing. So everyone is equal. That's what I want. And they just can't twist that into something not good. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you're doing some good stuff. And what do you do when you're not doing the Second Amendment uh, is for everyone diversity shoot? <laughs> There, there is no not doing this. Um, <laughs> I know, right? I, I, I know. I know. It's probably a uh, my seven job, day, 24 hour day job. I'm sorry, what is no, it? I'm, my regular job, I'm a locksmith. I'm also a firearms instructor. And um, I've been working with people with their safety and security since 1993 professionally. And how long were you in the Marine Corps? I was in the Corps for five years, so oh, nice. from 88 to 93. Oh, okay. We're about the same age. Did you go in the Corps like after high school? Right after high school, I was still seventeen. Oh wow, you're real young. I'm older than you. I got some years on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I went in '87 in the Army, not the Marine Corps, and uh, in '87, yeah. yeah, right after high school. Yeah, I was looking at that. Oh yeah, because you're... back when we went in the olden days, um, light infantry was the big thing. Right, light infantry units, and I was in um, junior armor, Jimmy Junior ROTC. Oh okay, and of course. You know, 10th Mountain Division, all that stuff. I wanted to go. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to swing for the fence. <laughs> I'm going to join the Corps and see if I can make it. Because, you know, it's supposed to be really, really tough. And it was. Right. And I, I made it through, and I don't regret it at all. Um, but if I was going to redo it again, I'd join the Air Force. <laughs> oh, come oh, on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like this guy. No, no. Better, better food. Uh, more yeah. attractive women. Look here. This is true. You need to remain loyal, sir. <laughs> you need to remain a little loyal there. <laughs> no, I love the Corps, and I love being in the Corps, and it's awesome. It's a brotherhood. Actually, the military is a brotherhood, especially after you get out. Right. We can all make the inner service jokes because, well, they're funny. That's true. <laughs> but we know we all sign that blank check to the government with our name on the bottom for our lives. We'll do what you tell us to do for this long because we want to make America, we believe in the country and we want to serve. And that's what we all did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I, I you know, I, I tell you, I, I really enjoy having you on the show. I'm going to, I'm going to, one of these days, I'm going to get to New Jersey. I need to start traveling around and visiting people. I talk to a lot of different people online and uh, even on the telephone and I just reach out, you know, I'll see someone. I say, you know, I want to get that person on the show, and I'll just send them a Facebook message. I tell you, Facebook is like a powerful thing. Uh, uh -huh. Social media is period, and I'll just send them a message. Hey, I want to get you on the show because you know you're doing great stuff, and I just want to want people, you know, on this this part of the United States to hear about what you're doing over there. 
Because in, in here in Texas, a lot of people don't know that there are other things going on. You know, they, you know, so they need to know what's happening, you know, in other states. In New Jersey, you guys are doing great stuff, a lot of good stuff. Uh, you're doing great stuff. I'm actually very, very impressed and very proud of, uh, you know, what you've done with the organization, how it's grown, and the amount of people that you're getting there every single, what, month it is? Every other month we are doing Gun for Hire, and we decided to expand this year to try to fit multiple in. So we're hitting every month almost. Nice. And so, yeah, that's, man, that's just, that's some good stuff. That's some powerful stuff. Um, and so just hang in there. Um, I'm going to talk to you on the other side of this little break here because I want to talk a little bit more with you. But I, I love what you're doing. And we're talking with Tony Simon. Uh, he's a Marine Corps veteran. He's the one that started the second Is For Everyone diversity shoot. And what they do is uh, they actually, you know, brought a bunch of people together, whether you're race, gender, religion, sexual orientation, political affiliation, background, none of that stuff mattered. It's about coming together and learning, uh, you know, learning shooting and also learning the laws. This is this is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk It. All right, so definitely give us a call. Uh, our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. And just mention the organization, Cox Not Glocks, out to win that slide fire bump stock. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So our call in number is 512-643-5483. I'll tell you, you know, I was looking at uh, we've had quite a few accidents here in Austin, Texas on I-35. And it's looking kind of gloomy today. You know, we get a nice little view of downtown Austin, which is the capital of Texas. And, you know, it's. There were a couple of 18 wheelers that flipped over. And I, I tell you, we really this city really needs to do something about. And unfortunately, I, I hate to say this, you know, big trucks coming through downtown. Um, and the reason I hate to say that is because our highways were designed so that trucks can actually deliver goods and services uh, through the you know, interstate commerce. So the interstate is really designed for big trucks. I mean, it's really designed to transport tanks and everything else in an emergency situation. But Yeah, well, you know, well, it's, it's designed for big trucks to, you know, get that stuff from, you know, across the country and stuff like that wow. in different states. And so, and, but we're the actually the only major city, one of the only few major cities, there's some, but we're one of the only few that still allow hazardous materials to drive through our downtown area when there's a route around the city. You know, so we're one of the only ones that do that. Um, we really not. We got to do something about that because all it takes is just one hazmat spill, hazmat spill and you know it's going to affect our affect our aquifer. And my voice is killing me today. 
Uh, actually, to go with your point there, uh, there was uh, a couple of days ago we were traveling down 35, and uh, I know the the co- the codes for the car uh, the cards on the back of the trucks. Mm-hmm. Somebody was hauling wasted um, liquid fuel. Oh, nice. You know, and stuff from like nuclear power plants right through downtown. And this is the capital of Texas. Yep. The capital of Texas, and we have hazardous material driving through our downtown area. The capital. And that's really just like two, three blocks from the capital building. (laughs) Yes. Literally. Literally. (laughs) I mean, if you stood on on the 35 overpass close to 6th Street, you could throw a rock and hit the capital building. Yeah. And and they, they kill me because they talk about security and safety and all that stuff. If you really were concerned about security and safety, you would not allow hazardous materials to drive through your downtown area. Let me tell you, it, all it takes is one truck. And what did Timothy McVeigh do in the Oklahoma City? Just use a little a little rider rental truck. Yeah, he used a little rider rental truck and took out a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, it doesn't take it doesn't take much if someone wants to do something. So I'm actually pretty surprised that the city of Austin uh, and the state of Texas won't do something about that, allowing these big trucks, these hazardous materials, to drive straight through downtown. We should put them on the toll road um, and let them ride on the toll road for free and go around the city. And I think that'll free up a lot of traffic, you know, coming through the downtown area. That's I just agree me. with you on that one. Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason. There's a reason to widen 183 so it goes around the city. Put them on 183 so they they wrap around. And bypass the downtown area, and that would free up a lot of traffic, you know, in Austin. Because I'm, I guarantee you, someone sitting on I-35 right now, a slow pack, Mopac, and they're sitting in traffic trying to get through. I think the, I think the, the big thing is t- coming from someone that prefers two wheels to four is <laughs> um, the reason I do it is because of traffic. Because I can filter, even though it's illegal. Right. Filtering in Texas is illegal. I don't suggest you do it, but that's the way. Filter. Filtering is lane splitting. Oh, motorcycles. It's super illegal. Oh, yeah, that's dangerous, um, too. If you get caught doing it, it's like a $550 fine. Oh, wow. Um, however, I think that that specific law pertaining to motorcycles needs to be changed. California lets you do it. Yeah, New mean. York lets you do it. I mean, Florida no, lets you do it. And no cop's going to catch you except a motorcycle cop, so... Well, <laughs> we're not condoning running from the police on a motorcycle here. Um, no, but I'm just saying. That's, just, that's him, not me. Yeah. I'm just saying the odds. I'm um, saying don't do it. That's, that's very I'm, dangerous. I'm not telling you to do it, but coming from someone with a lot of riding experience. It's illegal. It, it's very illegal. In Texas. And number one, it's very dangerous because people get antsy seeing a 30-mile-an-hour motorcycle come by at a dead stop in traffic. Right. And I have had an, a door opened on me doing that. Ooh. Uh, wasted a very very nice Hayabusa. Oh yeah, because when you have a motorcycle accident, I've had one of those. Uh, it, it, all, it just your groin area actually hits the tank. Yeah, smashes right into the gas and tank. You put a nice little big dent in the in the tank there. Yep. Um, so on the on the point of two wheels, I do that because of tr- congestion. Yeah. Because I can get I can get in and out of lanes quicker and easier than a car can. Because honestly, a motorcycle's quite small. Yeah. So, you know, with the with the congestion coming from somebody that rides, uh, it would be nice to have less con- congestion. Mm. Now, Janai, you know, you, yes. you've been traveling around. You've, you had a wonderful vacation. Yes. So how was it? You came back to us nice and safe. <laughs> Fortunately, I was a little worried. <laughs> and, those Saddam's and, we were, and we were trying to send you signals, too. You're like, OK, it's coming up on New Year's. Are you ready? <laughs> I know. I was a little scared, but... 
everything was was fine. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out good. I, it, it's only a matter of time. It's going to happen. But I'm glad I you, know. Know, you made some, it back. Safe. Some lady on Christmas, I think, tried to steal the. She stole baby Jesus. So yeah, right. She, wasn't she topless too? She was topless. She, and she, she ran up go there figure. and took baby Jesus down, and then she got tackled, and they took baby Jesus back. <laughs> but I was. It was interesting. They have. I, I'm not sure if this is all the time right. or. Um, just because they, because I, I did hear the news that they were kind of amping up security. There's like guys with like military guys with big guns like everywhere. Oh yeah, outside the Vatican. Oh yeah, outside it everywhere. Was it actually the Swiss Guard that was out? I don't, I don't know, but they were literally. Because I know like, the Vatican everywhere. has its own police force. I'm not Catholic, but I, I've. Yeah, done yeah, a lot I know. Of research they have their, uh-huh. into it, and uh, oh, gee, yeah, Jesus, uh, Jesus, is well armed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Uh, he did say take up the sword. He did say. By uh, I believe this. So you're cloaking by a sword. A, uh, yeah, they do. Uh, their own private military as well. But I'm not 100% on that. They, they they do. I'm pretty sure. But I'm talking like just every big building or just everywhere. They're like at the train station, everywhere. Every at the um, – I can't remember some of the names of the buildings right now. It's Escaping me, yeah. The pictures were beautiful too. I looked at everywhere, yeah. Look at the pictures when you were in, um, what was the other place you were staying? Oh, we went to Amalfi, yeah. My favorite, oh man. The the water was just beautiful. beautiful It was was stunning. Oh, yeah. The view was, I I, want to go in the summer. Were you able to take your little friend with you, a special friend? I don't know. I, I, I'm, Did you take a special friend with you? I took my daughter with me. Oh, okay. Me. <laughs> just checking. Just want to know if you took a special friend. No, or no. I don't know. I don't know if I'd take. I don't know. But if you would, I don't know. If, yeah. If I, I mean, I have taken right. friends on trips. Right. I'm just a friend to get drunk with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just digging. That's but, all. Um, so all right. So anyone listen out there? She's you know she's she's open to it. You know, taking that special friend. Yeah, I've taken special friends that guy to on the Costa Rica. What? The, the guy, guy on, on the, the elevator. elevator today, yes. Today? I need to know his name. He just moved into my building. I'm going to find out. What was so special about this guy? What was so special? He was, I don't think I've seen anybody better looking, really. How big were his on a biceps? Scale of, his <laughs> biceps were probably 22, 23. Wow. That, yeah, that, no, dude, that dude really well, takes his body seriously. He does. And then on this? Um, but he just moved into my building. <laughs> oh, so there's, there's some potential of bumping into him again. I will bump into him again, I promise you. All right. Remember to get a cell phone that. number. She's right. a, a woman on a mission. She's going to bake him a cake and show up half naked, but <laughs> find that apartment. On a mission, I'm telling you right now. Definitely on a mission. Well, oh, I have a, a little bit of a shout out. I, I sure, had somebody make my day earlier. We were coming down Mopac around 240 to the person that is driving the green Jurassic Park Kia Soul. No, it was yellow. No, it was green. It, it was, was green. yellow. Was it yellow? Yes. Yeah, so right. well, green or, green or yellow. Uh, Jurassic Park Kia Soul. You guys made my day. It was absolutely hilarious to see that. It's something that was illegal, I'm sure. No, it's not. It's perfectly legal. Okay. It was just a paint job, and it just it made me oh. laugh and smile. Okay, paint job on the vehicle? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay, all right. And what's going on in current events out there? What's, what's happening in the, in the gun news? Okay, so comedian... A comedian was robbed at gunpoint, and he now shifts his views on firearms and wants to conceal carry permit immediately. Who is this guy? Who is he? He's a comedian, Tim Young. He was robbed at gunpoint in Washington, D.C., go figure, on January <laughs> 17th. He emerged from the incident determined to get his concealed carry permit. So he does not have to feel such defenselessness again. 
Now, now I have a question for you on that one, Michael. Does DC have its own permitting light? Uh, they do restrictions, or is it succumb to Virginia? No, they do. Yeah, they do. It's it's hard to get, but they do have one. All right. So last night, here's what he says. He he actually tweeted this. He said, "Last night I was robbed at gunpoint by two men in DC by the new." At the W Wharf DC, I don't know what that is. The Wharf DC, on the way to get coffee at Dolce Gelato at seven forty-five p.m., they got my phone and tossed me around while people watched from half a block away. Then they ran off, and so so he wants to get his concealed carry license. One more snowflake coming into the fold. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just a phone, you know. Just give him the phone, you know. So you can be, you can replace it, you know. And, and if you have insurance on the phone, hey, just tell him you broke the thing, the lost thing, it was stolen. Get it replaced. Not a big deal. All right. So reports that Young grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, and until being robbed in D.C., he never saw the need to get a gun, but you must <laughs> let's carry one. So he indicated that he's been in some bad places in his life, and nothing happened to him in those places there. So he assumed things would continue to go that way. Now, but that mindset changed abruptly when he stood helplessly as one of two suspects pointed a gun at him and it demanded his values. A young said he was terrified. He knew when I when he talked to the people about this, you know, he said, you know, he was just scared. And there's there's no man card involved. And he said he felt defenseless. Right. So but I'm going to ask you, you know, what would you have done if you did have your handgun license and they're pointing a gun at you? What would you have done? Me personally or Mr. Young? Yeah, personally, you know, they're, a person's pointed a gun at you. It's they're be- saying, it's like, give me your phone. What are you going to do? It's better. Just like you said, give up the phone and You're claim it on insurance. Phone. So, claim it on insurance because as as somebody with from a special forces background that that this trained to do exactly what Mr. Young is suggesting my question is, are you ready to do that? Do you have the mentality that that person's not going to go home because you made the conscious decision to pull your trigger? <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? You're just going to, like you said, you're just going to give them that phone or whatever they're asking for, and that's it because they got to jump on you. There's nothing you can exactly. do. Exactly. There's there's really nothing you can do, and especially from a surrender position. If if you're in concealment, you've got to get break break that concealment. Exactly. The gun and, is pointed at you now. Yeah, it's at your face. You know. In my mind, a, a series of uh, self-defense courses might go a little better for Mr. Young right. than straight to, to the... Being aware of your surroundings at all times. Yeah, and uh, definitely some training in situational awareness. Absolutely. You know, knowing when someone's actually following you, targeting you, don't put yourself in those situations where you're out, standing out late at night by yourself in the dark or whatever. Yeah. And, and uh, also, uh, a really good hand light. People take that for granted, a really good bright hand light. You flash that in somebody's face, you can you, you break that contact and get out of there. Because a gun may not just be for you. A gun's not for everyone. You know, well, sometimes, you know, it's good stress relief. But, <laughs> hey, you know, some people, I can understand. The, that goes back to the, the debate I was having earlier with somebody uh, to carry a loaded chamber or not. Uh-huh. And, oh, I carry loaded around. The oh, chamber. yeah, around in the Absolutely. chamber, full full tilt, no question asked. Absolutely. If if, uh, if you're nervous about that, there is ways to train around it. Yeah, don't put your finger on the trigger. Yeah, it's simple master script. But hey, uh, if 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 that if that's worrisome to you, then uh, you need to train, <laughs> train, 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 train. Practice. Get comfortable with that loaded chamber, especially if you're at IWB inside the waistband. For those not in the know, you know. Get a little, get a little more comfortable with it. Get a little more comfortable with the your chosen firearm or your chosen 
carry method, your your chosen martial art, and just train. Be be situationally aware. Don't put yourself into those situations. Because a lot of things are, are, are just preventive. You want to prevent yourself from being in that situation, prevent that from happening. Because once it happens, there's nothing you can do. Once a gun is pointed at you, there's nothing you can do except follow their instructions. Actually, I got a good story, too, about being in a stupid situation. So right, Hold that thought. We come back from the break. We're going to let you tell your story. Also, we're going to go back to Tony uh, and Simon, uh, who's with the Second Amendment Diversity Shoot. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Mark Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Sound off on the news of the day with the talk poll online at talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back, and we're talking about this Slide Fire bump stock, this band. But you know what? I got a Slide Fire bump stock to give away to Mark. Mark, you're the winner. I don't know what your last name is, Mark, but I got your phone number. I'm going to give you a call a little later on. Um, we had uh, quite a few people call in to put their name on the list. I really appreciate all the people that called in. You guys called in early before the show even started. Man, I'm really impressed. So that was really great. So, Mark, I'll give you a call. You get that slide for our bump stock. Talk about how we're going to get it to you. Also, Texas Law Shield has the new Texas gun law book. Uh, that sucker is out. Man, I tell you, it's a lot of good stuff in there. It's the, the Texas gun law book for the year of 2018 and 2019. So definitely check that out. That's a lot of good stuff in here. This is the Bible, people. When it comes to gun laws in Texas, this is the Bible. You got to carry this with you. When, when I talk about praising the Lord and passing the ammunition, I'm talking about this Texas gun law book right here. This is, is the bulletproof? Bible. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Can I stop one? Put that thick on. enough? Okay. Yeah, put that on. We'll find out. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So definitely get that sucker. Uh, it has a lot of information. If you want to know, all right, at, at, at 16 years old, can I buy a gun as a 16-year-old? The answer is in this book. Believe it or not, I'm not going to tell you. I want you to get the book and read it for yourself. Uh, must have intentionally displayed to be a crime. Is that a problem? Well, get the book. There's a lot of information in here, so I want you to get this book. I'm gonna, uh, later on this month, I'm going to read different little excerpts from this book. It's gonna stuff that's going to actually shock you, stuff that is not discussed in class or anywhere else, but it's in this book. You'd be surprised, that Texas gun law book, the information is there. So definitely come on in to Central Texas Gun Works and get this book. All right, so let me go back to the phone line. Tony Simon uh, with the second is for everyone diversity shoot. Tony your your website is www.diversityshoot.com, and people can actually check out your schedule. They can listen to your podcast because you have a podcast. They can also donate to your GoFundMe page. Yes, they can. Wow, and that's the diversityshoot.com. Uh, so once again, how often do you have the diversity shoot? We have it every other month again for higher range this year, starting February 1st. And we're also going to get some Garden State Shooting Center, which is in Lakewood, New Jersey. And I'm going to be in discussion with some places in Pennsylvania. I tell you, man, and if you're, you really want to help 
some some great people learn how to shoot. You want to help them get educated on what the laws are in their state. The Diversity Shoot, that's a that really is an awesome organization. And, and I've been watching Tony for quite a while online. And so, you know, definitely, you know, throw something their way because that, that he's doing a lot of great stuff. He's actually bringing people in from all races, gender, religion, sexual orientation, political affiliation, background. It doesn't matter. It's all about the Second Amendment. It's all about, all about coming together, uh, leaving the politics aside, something that I can't do because I call you out on your stuff. But that's beside the point. I have Tourette syndrome also, so I'll get you. But. <laughs> He puts that stuff aside, and what he does is says, hey, we're going to come together, and we just want to shoot and talk about, you know, just shooting and what the laws are, just the facts. That's all it is. And so he's doing some great stuff. Definitely go to www.diversityshoot.com and check them out. And you also you have a Facebook page, right? I have a Facebook page, uh, The Second is for Everyone, Facebook page. You can also check out Simon Says Train, one word, on uh, Instagram. Nice. I like that. Simon says, I like that, man. Oh, man, I really like that. <laughs> I got to get you and Modge on the same show at the same time. I think that'll be a fun show. Oh, yeah. Modge is a really good dude, really positive guy <clears throat> and uh, motivating, real motivating. Absolutely. All right, man, I tell you, thank you, Tony. I really appreciate you spending your Sunday with us. Hope we didn't keep you from uh, too much today. Hope you, hope you have a chance to get out and do some good stuff out there. I don't know what the weather's like in New Jersey. It was really nice here today, actually. Um, we built a rifle. Uh, one of the guys from one of the podcasts I'm on on the Firearms Radio Network, nice. Rob, donated a rifle uh, upper from Adam's Arms. Wow. From Adam's Arms Piston Upper. Oh, so nice. I built a lure, and we're putting that together with a Hollison red dot that was donated by Hollison. And that's going to be used to introduce people to the AR family of firearms at our diversity shoot. That's some good stuff. You heard of them? Yeah, it's <clears throat> yeah, Hollison uh, is uh, actually a really good optic, and Adam's Arms is the uh, the upper that I run. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's different enough, being a piston upper, that even regular shooters that have kind of ARs that are, you know, DI, have never shot one, so they're going to be interested in shooting it. People who've never fired a gun are going to be interested in just shooting an AR-15. So we did that. Trojan Firearms donated a trigger because it's one of the things where you review. And they sent that as part of the, the review process, and they said keep it after the review is over and just use it for the diversity issue. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's what we're doing. Rubble, what is it, Rubble Ammunition donated a Habu charging handle. Mm. So it's just going to have different things on it that even if you're a gun guy, you've never saw that charging handle, or you've only used Vortex or Aim Point. Now all of a sudden you're checking out Hollison and going, that's a really good value in clean glass that I've never saw before until I came to a diversity. Oh, wow. i tell you what, man. Thank you, Tony. It, it was really great talking with you, really great meeting you. Uh, you're, a, you're a great guy. You're like a big old teddy bear, you know, in the, <laughs> in the Second Amendment community. I tell you, you know, you're doing, like I said, you're doing great stuff. I can't say good stuff, enough good stuff about what you're doing. Really appreciate it. I really appreciate having me on. And, yeah, online, try to stay positive. There's no reason to be negative. I'll try, Tony. I'm, you know what? I'm going to listen to you, Tony. I'm going to try. I'm going to try this year, all year long. I'm going to try to stay positive because Simon says I need to stay positive, and I'm going to try that. I'm going to try. You know, so positive vibes, man. Yeah. So just in, when you see me, you know, saying something, and I get off the box, and I just snap. You know, just reel me back in and say, Michael, stay positive. Okay, and, and I'll listen. 
because Simon says. It's a work in progress. It is. Thank you, Tony. I really appreciate you, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. You too. All right. So, uh, Ryan, man, you had some exciting stuff happen to you. You got caught up in an APD SWAT situation. Yes. Um, so, Jesse, the girl we had on here last week, I was bringing her home after we were at the She's bar. in shock. She's so scared. She didn't come back to the show. <laughs> but, no, so I just taken her home, walked her to her door, and after I walked back, um, we walk- I walked into a police raid and had multiple police officers point their gun at me. Granted, I think I scared them as much as they scared me. But... But they just said, turn around, go where you're coming from. Their guns were pointing at me. And I'm not an idiot. I turned right around. Go back where you came from. Go back where you came from. So pick your battles. (laughs) I'd rather live. (laughs) You say, it's my ride. I'd rather live. It's it's your ride. (laughs) Really, they should have had someone at the corner looking out when they're going to do a raid. And so someone doesn't walk around the corner and be right I know my rights. (laughs) Okay. All right. Not stupid. My father said, pick... Fight another day. Pick your battles. Right. Live to fight another <laughs> <Okay>. day. Right. <laughs> exactly. I know that's right. And what else is going on? Because you were saying something before you went to the. No, that was you. You're gonna you're gonna tell me a story. You got like a minute. Yeah. Tell me this story. I got a story for just being situational aware and not being stupid. So back in the days of being a rider at the fire station, we have a seventeen uh, year old female show up to the station seeking medical advice. You know whether to go to the ER, whether to see the family doctor, or just you know lick your wounds and. Go home and chill out. And, you know, we're all in the station, you know, that when we're hearing the paramedic, he's getting absolutely pissed. This lady does not want to share anything. And so the paramedic's going, hey, you know, you got the stuff on your face. We got to fix it. And he's going, he's get, finally got her to be like, okay, well, you know, I was at a boyfriend's house. You know, we were all underage drinking. The parents bought us all alcohol. And out of the middle, you know, she kind of shuts down and paramedic gets pissed. Like, guys, we got to fix what's going on with your face. This is horrible. You know, as a lady, you don't want this and all this. And so she opens up again as well. Uh, boyfriend, stepdad, you know, said something to me. I smarted back. And uh, and then he hit me and then I hit him. And then out of the middle of nowhere, he comes and pins her down to the ground, hardcore style. And now boyfriend's mom comes into the picture and actually starts biting her face not just like one on this cheek or one like for every square inch or centimeter there was a freaking bite mark all the way around the circumference of the front of her face oh that's nate, nate could tell you as a medical professional you got to get that crap fixed asap all right i tell you oh that's crazy we we'll have to hear more about that next week a free people ought not only to be armed but disciplined as always more guns equals less crime Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.